Welcome to the Focus Coach Show, because what you focus on matters. I'm your host, Jeff Sari, and I'm super excited to bring this podcast to you. We'll learn about topics such as work-life balance, stress management, confidence, goal setting, motivation, and so much more. So let's get started. Welcome to the Focus Coach Show, episode two on wrestling with stress. It's not if you feel stressed, but when. That's what I tell my clients. That's what I know about my own experience. It's not if, but when. We're all going to feel stressed at times. And this podcast is to help you get out of stress a little bit quicker, deal with it more effectively, and turn emotional iron ore into the gold of change. So stick around. I'm going to unveil my unique star model that I created to help kick the habit or, like I said, deal with it a little bit better. As we know, relationships, in the workplace, at home, wherever can be messy, can be fraught with landmines and challenges. It can really feel like we're in a wrestling match when stress rips us, literally pins us down, throws us against the ring, sometimes out of the ring, and we get pummeled by this thing. And we also try to do battle with it, sometimes constructively, sometimes not. I want more of the constructive avenue and not the destructive avenue. And So stick around, like I said, and we will get into tips and strategies to deal with the beast. Being in relationship to other human beings with different backgrounds, styles, preferences, idiosyncrasies, hangups, personality types can be really challenging. Like Shakespeare said, there's the rub. And yet we want a semblance of harmony, connection, respect, trust, all these basic things. What I want to show you is that you have a role in your stress management. You have a role to play to stand up a little taller in the face of this worthy opponent. Let's do a little thought experiment right now. Take a couple deep breaths. Just kind of center yourself. And start to think about something that relaxes you, something that you value and brings you some clarity or calmness. Maybe being on the golf course, maybe taking a drive, maybe doing yoga, whatever it is. Breathe into it. Get that feeling. Lean into it, what that feels like. That feeling of relaxation or calmness or peace can be turned up. Carry this energy more into your life, even while you're not doing those things. And the model that I created will show you how. Like I said, we all are prone to feeling stress. It's not if, but when. And so stress defined is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. So in short, things happen that we don't like and we react against them. We all know the effects of chronic stress. Reduced immunity, aging, weight loss, agitation, weight gain, forgetfulness, apathy, concentration problems, overthinking, overanalyzing, sleeplessness, etc. Stress is quite literally the disease or malaise of our time. Most of us wake up and we're pretty ready to go. Put our clothes on, brush your teeth, have our breakfast, get to work, and we're in a pretty neutral or maybe even happy place. And then stuff happens. Someone transgresses a boundary, 
someone doesn't deliver something, your expectations aren't met, and then you get triggered, get upset. Now you've gone from kind of neutral or positive feelings to the negative. And if you think about your energy over the day, it's like a heartbeat, up and down, up and down. I want more of the mid to highs than the mid to lows. And so this model, I'm going to show you verbally, help you understand your stress in a different context so that you can kind of assess what's going on in your life and unpack what stress means to you and really start to wrestle it instead of letting it pin you down. You can get a hold of this thing and grapple with it a little bit better. So I mentioned the STAR model. That's the model of stress that I created or it created me. A few years back, I came from a coaching gig where two co-CEOs were at each other's throats. I knew the volcano was going to blow. I just didn't know when. And so it happened in this session. One CEO said something to the other one, and it incensed the person. He amped up, triggered the other person, and off to the races they went. And they really, really, really amped up to a level, I would say, even of rage. They were so mad, slamming doors and all sorts of things. And as we came to the conclusion of that session and actually kind of worked it through, I left there and sat in my car and uh, reflected on what just happened. And I said to myself, like, why do people, including myself, sometimes go off the reservation? Why do we go off the rails sometimes? What is going on? And out of somewhere, it hit me. The star model, S-T-A-R-R. So I was writing it down feverishly. It was like some precious wisdom was downloading into me from somewhere. <laughs> so I wrote it down and I started to reflect on it and refine it a little bit. And I realized now I had to practice this thing. I had to bring it into my practice and start experimenting with it with real people. And now I've done it probably 500, 700, 1,000 times with people. And I've put myself through this model probably 10,000 times because it's my contention that our stress is ours. Our thoughts, our feelings, our actions are our own. And so if we can take responsibility for those more so than not, and we're going to be in a stronger position to be able to deal with life. We're going to have strategies to employ that don't lead us off the reservation, like yelling that these two CEOs were doing. So the STAR model stands for S, specific situations, T, triggers, A, action, the first R, results, second R, repeated pattern. So in a nutshell, situations happen that we don't like, it triggers us from pretty happy-go-lucky to the negative. Now we're feeling and thinking negative. We're in this little loop. From there, we try to deal with it by taking an unproductive action. And once we do that, we get a result thereof, which is usually unwanted, and then becomes a pattern. It's kind of how we deal with certain situations. In my practice, I've cataloged 100 different situations where people get triggered. I just had one this morning in a business. A middle manager, his supervisor comes into his office unannounced and unloads a to-do list, not mindful that this person is working on something already, just kind of barges in. And what the person does under their breath 
is sigh and then roll their eyes. If their back is to them, you know, if, if he's at his computer, supervisor comes in, a big eye roll. But then he turns around and listens to the supervisor when he really doesn't want to. He really wants to say, get out of my office, please, and leave me alone. Come back when I'm ready, kind of thing. <laughs> and I asked, you know, how many times does this happen? And, you know, multiple times a week. So it fits into the second R, the repeated pattern. So this person's supervisor comes in, there's a to-do list, there's sighs and eye rolls, and then the person listens, and then the supervisor goes away, rinse and repeat. Not an ideal situation. So in coaching this person this morning, I said, well, what is ideal? And he said, well, if my supervisor could make a list and either email it to me or realize that I'm in the middle of something, potentially, and not to just barge in. Maybe you can knock on the door and ask if it's a good time. I said, okay, cool. That's what you want. That's the result you really want. And so if that's the result he wants, then are eye rolls and sighing going to get him that? And he kind of sheepishly grinned, no. Obviously, this has been going on for some time. It's not changing. So the eye roll and the sigh really aren't effective strategies. They're not getting him what he wants. So we need to figure out something else to do. We need to find some different action to do in the face of the trigger. But another piece of the model is in order to see clearly what we need to do when we're under duress is we need to calm down first. We've got to have some kind of strategy or tactic to say, okay, my energy just shifted from neutral or positive to negative. Now I'm feeling anxious or frustrated. I need to take a deep breath or two and I need to maybe come up with some self-coaching phrase like, okay, don't react. Just take a deep breath, a couple deep breaths. I can handle this. We can figure this out and just calm the trigger. What happens in our brains when we get triggered, our amygdala gets pushed and then it's fight or flight or freeze, right? Our rational thinking cuts off and we react. We don't want to fight. We don't want to upset other people, but we don't know what else to do because when we're triggered, it's hardwired into us to fight, flight, or freeze. So it's our evolutionary biology. But we can notice that tendency within us and realize where we get triggered, what sets us off. And then in coaching, I love to just go through line item and help people come up with productive strategies. So going back through the model, the situations that can annoy, frustrate, or anger you, make you confused, whatever, overwhelm you, are legion, right? There's as many situations as there are people. I gave you one example from my coaching this morning. Another one is, say, a friend is historically late or chronically late meeting you. That could be a trigger for you. Or if someone's not delivering something to you on time at work, right? Or someone doesn't have the work ethic that you do. Or someone barges into your office. These are all situations that can annoy you, frustrate you, bring you into a triggered zone. Triggers are feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. So when you're under the grips of a trigger, your body gets tense. You have negative thinking going on. So your thoughts start to get judgmental. And then the feeling tone in your body could be anything from anxiety to confusion to overwhelm to anger, sadness, these types of quote-unquote negative emotions. I say quote-unquote because I think there's precious knowledge in a trigger. We need to unpack it and pull the strings on it so that we can see it a little bit more clearly. You're obviously triggered for a reason. Something is not right. So we want to focus on what the result is that you want. 
instead of react and get an unwanted result. So when we put action to our triggered mind and feeling and body, we tend to purvey passive, passive-aggressive, or aggressive action. The yelling that the two CEOs were doing would categorize as an aggressive action. Sarcasm, snarkiness, snippy comments could be passive-aggressive comments. And then avoidance, procrastination, these are more passive behaviors. And I say behavior or action because now it's observable. Someone can see you roll your eyes, unless your back is turned to them, but you're actually doing something now behavior-wise when previously you were feeling agitated or whatever the feeling was. So the action flows from the trigger. What we want to do is calm down, like I said, when we're under duress, and we need to have some space between the trigger and the action. So coming up with a concrete strategy to employ, taking a walk, thinking on it, taking a deep breath, going to the bathroom, going to the water cooler, taking a quick break, whatever it is that you need to do to reconnect and to refocus on the outcome that you want. Now, we're all going to get caught by this, and we're all going to slide down the slide into disconnection. It's going to happen. But the STAR model is helpful because it can help you either get off the slide quicker or stop yourself midway down the slide and reorient or not even go down the slide at all sometimes. That's fun when you can actually turn a historic trigger into something that doesn't even bother you anymore. And then most of us want good results, good results, good outcomes in our lives, connection, love, integrity, these kind of things. We want this result in our relationships. And so we need to purvey a positive action, get what we want. Destructive actions are not going to get us what we want. You might yell at your kids and they might listen, but you probably don't want your kids to be scared of you. It's probably not what you do is wake up saying, I can't wait to have people afraid of me. And that yelling is my only tactic when I get upset. So if you want connection and you want your kids to listen, we've got to figure out a way not to yell. And that's the million-dollar question. Is what can we do that's constructive to get us the result that we want? That's where coaching, brainstorming is really awesome because we get to say, what have you tried that has been successful? What are other potential avenues for you to research or explore to really find a way to stay connected in your result? And a lot of times that comes down to having a conversation with someone having a feedback session, which we're going to explore in another podcast. So that's the STAR model in a nutshell. Situations happen that trigger us to the negative feeling and thinking. Then from there, we take a knee-jerk reaction or an action, which is a behavior now, try to deal with the trigger. From there, we get an unwanted result most times, and then it becomes part of the pattern. You're that sarcastic person. You use yelling. You avoid stuff. You procrastinate on stuff. I love these challenges when I sit with my clients because people actually want good results in their lives. They're just not seeing it very clearly. So when we put the star model up on the whiteboard, put their unique situation in there, which isn't really unique because a lot of people share these things, we get to see what we're doing and we're onto ourselves. We get to step up and take responsibility for what it is we want to create, which is not usually disconnection or toxicity or bad results. So another aspect of the STAR model is extreme responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. The more you can own what you feel, 
the more you can own what you're thinking about and be onto it and see it, the more you can understand how you act in the face of adversity and own it as if it's your choice. A lot of times we blame other people for how we're feeling and what we've done. Well, what did you expect me to do? Call that the fool's choice. It's either that or that. I had to yell at them because that was the only option. That's a helpless place to be in. And that's not really what we want, is to have disconnected results. So we take back the power and say, I chose to yell. And that may actually not have been the only way to address that situation. So self-responsibility is about taking out the justifications that we feel and the blame that we feel and owning our side of the melee, of the dysfunction. It takes two to tango. So in future podcasts, I'll share different stories of the star model how they apply to it, and you get the benefit of that because you probably can see yourself in some of these situations. I'll end the podcast with another situation. I met with a CFO some time ago, and this person had a steady stream of people at his door asking benign questions, really insignificant questions for a CFO. What this person would do, though, what the CFO would do would be, answer, would be to answer the questions putting the star model up on the board, seeing that the result is the result this person wanted was to have people answer their own questions or go to someone appropriate and not him. So I asked, you know, what are the end-all, be-all questions that they should ask you, that your team should ask you? And he said, if I have to sign a check over $10,000, and there were a couple others. So there were three or four criteria for people to actually knock on the door and come in. By and large, I mean, this person's very approachable, but the impact of being asked so many questions all day long, literally, was that his work was suffering and he was working later at night and it was not a tenable situation. As he saw that he was enabling the situation by answering the questions, he was able to hold a team meeting with my presence and tell the team his plight. Just opened up and shared that, you know, these questions that I get asked sometimes could be solved by yourselves or found in other avenues. As the CFO, I need to be really at a high level, and here's the things if you really need help with, I can help you with. And that basically cleared it up. The knocks on the door stopped, became really infrequent, and as we know, behavior change doesn't happen overnight sometimes, so some people had to be reminded gently, of course, and it was a win-win. It resolved the pattern because the CFO saw himself in the model and enabling the behavior instead of blaming the people for asking dumb questions. He's like, oh, I'm enabling this thing. So I can stop doing that, push back on the system, and they respond. And they responded really well, actually. There was no hard feelings at all. People totally understood. And here's the kicker. I said, how long has this been going on? Seven years, people, seven years, pain and suffering, cleared up literally in a couple weeks. Okay, so that's the power of this model. I hope you found value from it. I want you to practice seeing yourself in the model. You can go to thefocuscoachshow.com slash tools and get the worksheet, the star model worksheet to download free of charge. So go there and get that and start experimenting with this thing. And until next time, Take care. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the Focus Coach Show. Feel free to subscribe 
and share with those people whom you might think would benefit from it. And also go to thefocuscoachshow.com slash tools, get your free worksheets, free downloads, sign up for a free coaching session, and more. Until next time, peace.